Chris! I say Austin! You say it's a hover! Austin! It's a hover! Austin! It's a hover! <laughs> hey, come over here. Tell us what you did. Uh, I bought a home! And what's your name? Oh, my name is Austin. Hey, way to go! Way to go! Do you move out tomorrow? Uh, no, we don't actually get possession until April. <laughs> this is the proudest moment of my life. You're a I'm father. I'm honored to be here. I'm a father. <laughs> You're the original Hillcrester, and now he's back. Andy, do he's you back. wish you bought that home now? Yeah, I told you that last night. Is this recording? Is this recording? This is recording. Yes, is Biggest recording. mistake of my life was not buying the home we lived in two years ago. You guys could have been neighbors. Wait, and did I, he literally was, buy that house? It's, no, it's no, like different. In the same block, street. though. Okay. All Man, right. I honestly. Big life regret. <laughs> Wait, so are there any uh, repa home repairs you need to do? There's a few things we're looking to do, but it's really not too bad. We actually think it might be kind of move-in ready. Did you buy it for 150? Yeah. No. 250? No. 350? I'm gonna stop there. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, welcome to Cinema Cats. Hey, Cinema Cats, Cinema Cats. Welcome, welcome to this Cinema This cat, this cat. All right. Pretty unique moment, I, I would say. Wow. We caught we That's caught right, uh, the, the well, very we're, we're moment sharing. that Austin uh, bought a house. Way to yeah, go. Yeah, he just heard. He's they've been looking for a few months. That's sure. big. We don't have to. You yeah, to, I'll be I'll be renovating my house for a few years. That's a different story. Caleb and I are homeowners. This is true. Jared and I it's actually went in on not, a house, but yeah, we're, not, no, we we're not talking about it with anyone. It's home field advantage at the Turkey Bowl every year. Yeah, baby. That's a home we own. Baby. Yikes. Okay. Uh, I don't see that trophy. I just cracked open a Budweiser. Hey, does my mic work? I don't, I don't normally drink Budweiser, but um, I don't know. I had some left over, so. <laughs> you can make some good beer bread with this, probably. It just felt right? Yeah, it just felt right. I was talking to a coworker today, Katie, and I was like, Katie, I, what's like a melancholy song? And she was trying to think because I would I wanted to listen to something melancholy, and she's like, "What would you call melancholy?" She's the person to ask. I know, that. but I was. She was like, "What? What would you say? How would you describe melancholy?" Happy and I, sad. I'm like, I think Casey said it best. Happy and sad at the same time. Yeah, Casey said it best. Hyphenated. Is there a word for the way? <laughs> do you remember do you hyphenated? Remember, yeah, do you I know. That quote? Okay. Yeah, so does he give you a song quote. ultimately? No. But um, I don't know. But then we listened to "Spinning Around" by Jump Five. You keep me spinning around. Yeah. This should be my movie, cause Cookie Cat. Yeah, too bad you were too slow. All right, meow, welcome meow. to the film snobs, everybody. Yes, that was that was a cat doing a DJ horn. Cause we are in cat territory. <laughs> I talked. <laughs> Catarary yeah, wow. yeah, I, did, I couldn't do it. Um, since we're going to be mostly in the month of February uh, doing cats, Catarary? Cinema Cats. Cinema Cats. We'll just yeah, call it Cinema, cinema cats. cats. This was a um, topic brought to us by Ricky and... Um, Hey guys, where, where is Ricky? Have you seen Ricky? Actually, I think I brought I this haven't. to the table. Hmm. I don't know where Ricky is. I think I told Ricky about it. I'm We're starting slander the slander section, though. So yeah, I just where's figured, Rick? 
I just figured it was Ricky because like he's the only one who's made a film snob episode about cats or who has cats so far and and loves cats. He does love cats and very I much. Hate cats with the the burning passion of a thousand dying suns. Probably. Um, much, yeah. That's pretty. Strong. Jared, Caleb, how do you guys feel about cats? I was raised to hate cats, actually, (laughs) but like because of my mom, she hates pretty much all animals and she hates cats, especially, but my dad's a big softy, like farm boy. So he loves all animals, especially cats. So Uh. growing up, I'd go to the farm and I'd play with little stray cats, little kitties. So me and my dad have like a soft spot for cats, but yeah, growing up, I was like raised to dislike cats with the disdain, but I think they're cute as long as I don't like when their tails up and you can see their butt. I think that's kind of gross. That's, that's what you're disgusting. Yeah, I don't know. They walk around with their tail up. You can see their. You can see their little. You can see their little butt, and I think it's gross. <laughs> and I don't know why I'm saying butt. Yo, like that. Ethan, uh, what's your thoughts on cats? I'm not a fan either, but I'm I'm not a fan of pets in general, though. Right. Not a big pet guy. Yeah, nah. I think you guys are missing the bigger picture. You're missing tigers. You're missing lions. You're missing oh, leopards mm, and cheetahs. Those are all mm. in the cat family. I have the best the video family. for you guys. It's my grand. My dad sent it to me. It's my grandpa. Uh, it's a super eight footage of my grandpa when he's like 25, and his cousin on this farm in Illinois had a pet lion. And they're like wrestling around with <laughs> no it. No way! It's what? so this funny. It's not real. No, it's so real. This is not real. No, I'll show you Have guys. Have seen it with your own? Eyeballs? I watched it today. What? It's my grandpa wrestling with this. Is this it on your phone? Uh, yeah, yeah. I can show you guys later. Dude, Speaking of I'm farm so cat in. stories, I was in my grandparents' barn in Canada at one point, and we found this like perfectly preserved like cat skeleton thing but it was like all curled up like it had died of some disease it looked like something straight out of a horror movie um i don't know how to explain it but it was like the cat was still whole so it's not like it was separate bones it was like it had been preserved mummified it looked mummified because cats do derive from ancient egypt where they do (laughs) have mummies derive from ancient egypt yeah that's where they started and i've got a cute cat story to tell at some point during this i don't know if now is the time i have no cute cat okay. stories because i'm allergic to them so you go ahead and oh, tell that, well, all of your right cute now cat stories tell, okay. tell me every single cute cat get it out Jerry. a few years ago when i moved back from london and lived with my parents for mm-hmm. a year hashtag blessed uh my sister <laughs> got wreck. these twin cats named tava and tonka tava is the name for pike's peak uh in the native Ute language really and tonka is short for tatanka meaning buffalo Anyways, Tava had some health issues. I don't know if it's like some form of cat cancer, but it was really nasty and he had a long, slow death and it was very sad to watch. But there's one night where he was doing especially bad and we had him inside in the bathroom. And I remember like looking at him like this cat needs to go. And I told my sister, either my parents or my sister, I'm like, we should bring in Tonka real quick to say goodbye. Tonka comes in, uh, says goodbye. And when we opened the door back up after Tonka was there, uh, Tava died. It's almost like he just wanted to see his wow. cat brother one more time before he died. Wow. It was actually a very touching moment. Wow. Holy cow. I thought that was going to go a different way. But it was very sad, slow death. And that is very watch. sad. So I actually do have a soft spot for cats. I didn't used to. Had some outdoor barn cats, Tava and Tonka, and now I like them. Yeah, well, I thought you were going to... Yeah, go like a different route. Totally different route. Yeah. With like, we put it down, put it out of its misery type thing. But you, but you let it have a, its moment, which was very, very sweet. Yeah. 
Okay. <laughs> um, I don't know and where so to go from now there. Now we're on, we're on but, cat movies. Um, you you had the pick this yeah, week. Yeah, right? I I had the pick this week. Uh, I picked Absolutely. the Curse of the Cat People, a sequel to the Cat People. No, just Cat People. Cat People, a movie where a woman turns into a panther and dies. This is a great sequel to that movie. Uh, and by great, I mean the acting is okay. Uh, the premise is pretty interesting, and you don't see any. Uh, you see one cat. You see one cat. Minute two of this movie. One live cat. There's a couple taxidermy cats and painted <laughs> right, cats. and painted cats. But that's right. There's a one live cat. There's a painting from the first movie that's like creepy as hell, uh, and then there's like a taxidermy cat eating a bird, uh, which is you know something that cats do. So you know they do. What are you gonna do? Um. So, yeah, first impressions, boys. Uh, what did you think of this cat movie that I uh, did not want to pick, but was forced to by the genre? You didn't want to pick this? <laughs> I literally picked this in three seconds after the genre cat. cat. You act like we're movie. really strict on the theme and stuff, but oh, Benjamin. it's pretty much a free-for-all anytime... Just ruining we our podcast. Pick something. Again. Benjamin Kitty. Shout out Ben Roth. Ben yes, Roth know, just Ethan, signed in onto just... the Xbox, and uh, I love you very much, Ben. Okay. This is <laughs> ben Roth's burger. Caleb's no, ben Roth. No, it's just Ben Roth. No, I just, yeah. I, d- I don't know. I, uh, okay, I'll here, he, I'll, I'll, I'll share my Caleb, thought. Go. I'll share my thoughts, yes. uh, initial thoughts. Uh, I didn't see the first movie, which okay. I didn't even know this was a sequel. <laughs> um,. But I really liked it. I thought it was yeah. really fun. Yeah. I thought it was going to be... Well, I was expecting to see it. someone turn into a cat. I didn't, which is fine. <laughs> uh, I really liked the girl. I thought, Amy, she was really sweet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I, I like stuff with um, children and their imagination, and mm-hmm. she's kind of misunderstood, uh, so I felt for her quite a bit. And unlike a lot of movies that come out in the 40s i st- i think this had a lot of really interesting shots and i thought it was really pretty and hmm. i thought there was some good framing in a lot of these shots well we'll get to those shots a little bit yeah, later yeah but Eat, yeah what you think i have is is a uh, first question is yeah. is there another one after this nope <laughs> no okay um yeah i didn't really know what to expect <laughs> um honestly um it was I, but I, I will say this. I think I was expecting it to be more bonkers, maybe. <laughs> Just hearing you guys talk about it made me think, oh, this is going to be absolutely wild. It's more the first It one. wasn't exactly <laughs> wild, um, but it was pleasant enough. I think I would have appreciated, um, yeah, if it was fleshed out a little bit more, I kind of wanted it to see a few more things happen, maybe. Uh-huh. Um I think the the dialogue's a bit clunky at times. Oh yeah, um, clunky. But yeah, I thought it was kind of sweet and interesting. <laughs> I need everyone to quiet down real quick. I need oh. to quiet down real quick because we need to maybe call out the rest of the snobs for not appreciating the genius of what is Curse of the Cat People. That's right. I think this is a masterpiece, one of the best movies of the 40s. Oh, wow. Let me tell you why. This is produced by the great Val Luton. For those of you who don't know, Val Luton is a movie producer. He made this series of movies for RKO Pictures in the early 1940s that are all these B-movie horror movies. Some of them include Cat People and Curse of the Cat People. I Walked with the Zombies, one of my favorites. Um, the Seventh Victim. There's a leopard man. Anyways, he made probably like 
eight or nine of these movies. And they're all these B-horror movies that have this uh, very strong subtext of very mature themes for the time that you could not be explicit about. And he found ways to talk about these things Hmm. through the horror genre um, in a very interesting way. Hmm. I do also think that after watching both Cat People and Curse of the Cat People three or four times now, um, you are a little underwhelmed round one, I would say, because it is um, more of a mood than it is a series of events. Mm. And it's more about anal- analysis than experience, I would say. Mm-hmm. And watching it this time, honestly, what I thought of was East of Eden, how East of Eden has <laughs> two halves where the first half there's uh, themes and the second half there's similar themes, but the second half, the second generation is very impacted by the choices of the first generation <laughs> um, in the first half. Mm. And these, I when I first watched Curse of the Cat People, I thought it was a very disconnected movie other than oh there's the the lady from the first movie who was the cat woman in the in in that one and now she's just an imaginary friend but i think they're more closely tied uh than we would expect mm. and i do also love uh val luton some of this is autobiographical which we can get into later um and so oh, really is his he turned into a cat once yeah he turned into a cat <laughs> And uh, for a while, this was actually shown by, I don't know which universities, but apparently some universities showed this in their child psychology uh, right. courses. Yeah, Right. Yeah, I mean, uh, you, could, you could definitely see that being like, it had like an almost, and I said this a partial way through the, through the film, but it almost had a kind of like instructional kind of like feel to it. Yeah. Where it was like, here's a child with his imaginary with her imaginary friend, and here's a book that talks about the imaginary friend. There's actually friend. quite a bit that reminds me of Psycho. Um, like with that explanation, like the psycho explanation at the end. Mm. There's the staircase scenes, there's mm. the taxidermied animals and birds. Okay, right. Yeah. Um I don't know if it's you watched it and was inspired, but there's a lot of similarities there. What year did Psycho come out? Sixty. This was forty nineteen sixty? Yeah, and this is nineteen forty four. Wow. Hmm. Anyways, and I love the cinematography and the music, and Amy as a child actor is great. And She's it's great. A very sweet, innocent yeah. um, performance that I love. Yeah. yeah. I saw this with Jared um, immediately after watching Cat People. <laughs> Just <laughs> like a, a one two. Just a one two. Um, and uh, yeah, we watched it in our basement uh, of our old place. And it was just like, yeah, this was. Uh, <laughs> it was an interesting double feature for sure. Uh, the first one, I will say, is a lot more wacky. So, I mean, that that's kind of uh, where the wackiness comes from. You get people actually turning into cats. Yeah, I think I was. Yeah. I was well, expecting wacky or almost like a Hausu uh, type uh, like vibe. <laughs> well, the direct, I mean, Val Luton and, uh, is directed by Robert Wise, by mm-hmm. the way, who made Sound of Music and West Side, West Side Story. But, oh, wow. Um, okay. Val Luton, the producer, didn't want to call this Curse of the Cat People. He wanted to call it uh, Amy and Her Friend. Yeah, I think that would have been a more been apt totally title. Different. Yeah, so you're expecting like, oh, Curse of the Cat People, but it's really more of a, a, a child imaginary Perhaps, friend scenario you know at the beginning sorry eric keep well, no, going no, on i was stuff. just gonna have like a quick thought just basically saying yeah. like you could almost like take away the 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 the, the 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 um the sequel part of it this is its own movie right take away all the 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 like she was an ex-wife from my my past blah 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 she turned into a cat she killed some people like take all that like this is this is 
very close to being its own movie without any ties to cat people. I do think you think there's more ties than we think oh, okay. on this watch. Anyway, sorry, yeah. go ahead. Well, do you think the boy at the beginning, you know, the cat's in the tree, <laughs> he <laughs> shoots at the cat. Mm -hmm. Maybe that's prepping the audience. Like, you think this is going to be about cats? No, we're shooting the cat away. And, Ooh. Uh, this we're is, shooting down cat We're shooting people. this away and subverting your expectations. Do you want a fun Ooh. fact about that? What? That was improv. No, no, they didn't. Uh, um, <laughs> the kid is actually a serial they killer. They <laughs> didn't. They didn't want to put it in the in the movie. The studio made them add a couple scenes like that that they didn't want in there. Oh, to because like it's called Curse of the Cat People. We should have a cat in a tree. No, I mean literally, it's the only part with a cat. My well, I, I, again, in the the cat text me in the paintings, but whatever. There, there's anyway. also a note that someone gave back from the studio that you should have a bunch of people walking down the street in cat masks, and on the back they should have <laughs> signs that say, "Are cats people?" Ooh, I kind of like that. That's real. That was a note they were giving back That's after viewing the movie. Incredible. I kind of. I think that'd be kind of cool. That'd be kind of creepy and weird. Is my question. No. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Uh, no, 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 no. I mean, uh, what what else is there to say about this movie? I mean, it's um, it's it's really interesting. I do like the child actor. I think the acting is a little clunky. Uh, some of the dialogue is like she's like talking to one person, and then she like takes a half turn to the side and it's like, oh, hey. It's like it's almost like the room's like, oh hey Mark, it's just yeah. like that kind of oh, like clunkiness oh, where it's just like, I don't, it, it it's not the worst in the world and it's and it's not entirely distracting. It was just kind of funny on the second, on the rewatch, me just kind of like noticing some of those things. But um, yeah, I just I think it's really I think it's really pure. I think it's really beautiful. Kind of like this child, and especially because I empathize because like here's a child who had a hard time finding friends. And when we were watching the movie, I was like, "How many people had a birthday party where no one showed up?" And Caleb and Ethan were like, "Me." And I was like, "Oh, I was expecting nobody." to By say the way, yes. I was joking. Oh, were you joking? Yeah, I've, everyone showed up at my birthday parties. <laughs> everyone, everyone. I mean, you can even. Stop. Athena or whatever her name is. <laughs> Arena. Arena. Did this actually Athena. happen to you, Ethan? Huh? Ethan, did, this, did that actually happen to you at all? Um, I don't think so. I think I've always had one or at least one or two Yeah, I can't recall. People. I can't recall. It must have been before. I did have, there was one year where I just, when I was in college, I didn't tell anyone about my birthday. Right. So I just didn't celebrate it one year. Did it feel sad? Um, did it feel like I'd rather not get friends? into it on the pod, actually. Did you <laughs> did you purposefully okay. not tell anyone it was your birthday then mope? Like, no one remember my birthday. No, no, that was you. God, you're having projectional memory. No, well, Just the, like thi the, dad. the thing of, the thing about that birthday, my family came up, so it was fine. That's that's great. Oh, it is weird telling people like it's my birthday. Yeah, yeah like that yeah. I don't so, like that. I don't like that either. Because I didn't I didn't have they weren't all my Facebook friends yet. Yeah. So it was like Oh yeah, if they're you not your Facebook friends, you don't You don't you don't like just tell people these days, Oh, hey, it's my birthday, by the way. Come to my birthday party. I once went to this like uh my mom went to this Bible study and so she dropped me off at the nursery and it was my birthday and so I tell the lady, Miss Youngsung, uh she was Japanese and I said I, I I don't know why I included that she was Japanese. <laughs> Thanks for letting us know. Well well her, I, well, I figured with the name Miss Youngsung. Yeah, you, you guys know, I usually tell people like, Yeah, she was uh she's from Kansas. <laughs> Either way, shout out Miss Youngsung. Uh, I don't know if you're listening. If you are, I Wait, forgive you for this. Out of the nursery. How old were you? I was probably like five. 15? Maybe he was seven. <laughs> <laughs> she drops me off at like the nursery thing while she's going to the Bible study, and right. I tell Miss Youngsung, I'm like, it's my birthday. She's like, that's very nice. Go go play. I'm like, are you kidding me? Oh no! I'm I love like, Miss Youngsung. Oh, this little boy. I'm now maybe that's why I'm ashamed of my birthday. 
Oh, deep. Oh, wow. Maybe We're it is. deep. Wow. Wow. That, child really child psychology. Eric That's Peterson. actually parallel to the movie. Eric, can you counsel me? Yeah. Let's get Thera- into therapize it. Therapize me, Captain. Let's get into it. This is a movie about child psychology. Think, Eric, help I Caleb think, with the, work through his I issues. I think you have a problem with birthdays because you were dismissed and your feelings were dismissed and you were taught at a very young age that your feelings don't matter. Dismissed. Dismissed. Is that why I'm sexually attracted to birthday cakes? Or, yes. Okay. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's <what> I, <laughs> Oh, uh, what? <laughs> so, Curse of the Cat. <laughs> this took a weird turn. I want everyone to know this is weird. what to do with this conversation. <laughs> All right, I'm sorry. I um, didn't take that out. Uh, that we're was keeping weird. it in. Anyway, um, so. <laughs> Yikes. Meow, meow. Yikey, Mikey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's interesting that I chose this one instead of the other one because this one has one scene with a cat. Uh, and the other one has actual people turning into cats. But I digress. I chose the wrong one. So um, I don't have anything else, guys. What do you, what do you guys have? Oh, there's so much to Let's, unpack uh, here. I want to talk about the shadows in this movie. Yeah. Anyway. Well, you said there were some good shots. There were some so good shots. Let's, uh, let's get into some craft. Let's talk about Well, I want to talk about, about the set pieces. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, go ahead. The backyard. Backyard was, was great. great. That tree, the the mailbox tree, the tree was, was okay, really cool. So there was a there was a tree that her dad, at one point when she was young, had said um, put things in there. It's like a magical mailbox. So when she has this birthday party, she puts all the invites that her dad was expecting to put in the mailbox. She puts into the tree, and so no one shows up to her birthday party. It's really sad. Should we give people like a general premise of the movie? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. maybe. Let's let's break it up and make it as confusing as possible. Jared, you go first. <laughs> Have a general premise? Give us a general premise. Give us a general okay, premise. Okay, well, in Cat People, there's Generally. a woman named Irena who is from uh, Europe. Okay, stop. Oh, Ethan, you're next. <laughs> oh, he does. He hasn't seen Cat People. I'm giving him the... Oh, the, <laughs> oh you wanted to give it going. in chunks? <laughs> I'm, giving him the con- I'm giving him a brief context. you were doing curse. Give us everything. Cat brief people. context. She marries this guy named Oliver. She believes that when she has intense... Uh, sexual feelings or feelings of anger, she will turn into a cat. So her husband is very upset with her about that because he thinks she's daydreaming. Um, eventually, he starts having an affair with this other woman who becomes um, his wife after Arena dies at the end of Cat People. It's very sad. He treats her poorly, I think. And uh, she gets killed after she gets turned into a cat. Well, and we need to be clear, he has an affair because this woman isn't turning into a cat, so... It makes sense. She doesn't turn into a cat ever. She just no. The she other, turns- the other lady, the uh, lady he has an affair with. She's kind of normal. So yeah, she's normal. But like, you still you know, don't go have an affair. It's a with good her reason after to your ha- cat lady. Oh no, wasn't. not a good reason. Right. I'm sorry. Anyway, so okay. this is movie two where he is happily married to the woman he had an affair with. Maybe happily, I don't know. <laughs> and they have a daughter named Amy who's five or six ish, right. and he is just being as hard on Amy as he was on Arena for her daydreaming and her. Her imagination. Very he's just, hard. He's just a very bad father. So Amy bad gets dad. this imaginary friend who happens to be Arena, the cat woman from the first cat people. Well, at first, it's just the wind. At first, well, well and, then, and, then the she wind. Gives, and then she gives her friend form. Yep. And when, then Amy, after, what, after seeing a photo of Arena, I think. Yep. yep. And then this yep. movie deals with themes like uh, being a child and not being understood by your parents, mm-hmm. thus the parallel of the old woman and who doesn't recognize her daughter and the mansion that Amy goes and becomes a somewhat surrogate daughter for. Anyways, yeah, uh, that's the premise. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I just no, 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 no. That's good. So, but yeah, then there, she puts stuff into a mailbox tree. 
which she I, thinks is going to go out. Which her dad told her, like, this is a magic tree, you know, yeah, magic tree. And so he was being nice and playing pretend with his daughter. But then when she actually believed it, he's like, you dumb, dumb idiot. Of course it was a, a fake story. Um, but I, I like that tree. I thought it was a cool looking tree. That whole backyard, especially in the snow. Really pretty. Oh, so beautiful. Yeah. They did cool stuff with the lighting when uh, Arena. Arena? Yeah. Arena. Yeah. Arena. When Arena showed up, um, dimming the lights and then creating a shadow from, I think, just one directional light through the trees, creating like different shadows. And the only other black and white, I don't watch many black and white movies, um, but the only other black and white movie that I've seen that does like cool stuff with shadows is Night, Night of the, the Hunter. Hunter. Um, so, I don't know. Belfast? What? Belfast? <laughs> you guys know what I'm talking about. It's Sha- a wonderful life. With all the shadows and... Tragedy of Macbeth? The artist. Uh, Citizen Kane. Just mm, Wizard of Oz, first 20 minutes. Just take them. <laughs> okay, I watched Wizard of Oz when I was home. Those first 20 minutes are great. Incredible. Yes. It's so good. Yes. I was watching it on TV, like on... Um, what a channel would it like TBS or TNT mm-hmm. or something, and it still looked so good. Talk oh. about a great cinema cat. I mean, mm. forget about it. That's a dog. Toto is yeah, a, dog. It's a, it's a dog. The oh, there's lion. still a lion. Lions aren't cats, they're <laughs> lions. Okay, we All right, anyway, the, 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 so the shadows, you like the shadows? Yeah, yeah I like the shadows. And Definitely. The lighting. Yeah, it's a good, it's good lighting. Is that is that in the era of uh, good black and white before it was kind of lo- the art was lost? When did that when did that cycle out? You think? I don't think it's ever been lost. It's just become less prominent. Was color overtook? Probably the fifties is when uh, color started usurping. But there's still a lot of black and white in the sixties too. So it just depends. And we mm. have black and white now. But I'm just saying, like the the masters of working black and white with makeup shadow lighting all that kind of stuff like the the art as it was i feel there's no one there's no one really alive who used to do that um and we kind of have to like i i don't know i might be i might be overstating it but i mean it, i think i think that there was there were people who did this really well who knew what they were doing um and yeah it looks it looks beautiful in this film for sure the the shadow and the lighting and and all of that the, there's some special effects in this movie, so. Like when the imaginary friend appears before we see her in real life and she appears as that shadow coming through the window and the camera just tracks over, like acting as if there's someone there, like the camera's following someone, but there's no one there. And then we get to the shadow part and you can see the shadow. That's great. That is That is some fun. That is nice. Or the shot where she's there and then the camera goes in front of a chair and then she's gone. Ooh, yeah, I like that. Where did she go? Because I thought they were going to do a cut. And, it, and they didn't. They just had her be like, okay, and now scramble under the bed. Quick, 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 quick. She's gone. She's gone. Cluck, 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 cluck. Movie but, magic. Yeah. Sometimes the best yeah. movie magic is the simplest. Yeah, I agree. Wow. We mentioned the dad. Bad dad or rad dad? Bad, bad dad. dad. I don't think he redeems himself at the end. Um, I think he... Mm, he hmm. doesn't. Not in my opinion. Yeah, I don't think he's very good. He's like, I mean, I he was just you. always quick to... Doesn't to um, assume that he knew what was going on. Oh yeah, he didn't really like. I love the the interaction when he's in the shop and the, Amy comes in. I thought she was gonna lie, 
and say, oh yeah, I played with the kids because he just says, I made this shit for you um, because when you play with the kids, I'm going to do things for you. Oh yeah. So you think that would have been her cue to be like, I better tell him that I actually played with the kids. But she doesn't. And I was like, oh wow. And then he just gets really upset and then the the wife comes in and says, well, did you hear her out? I guess you didn't. And I'm like, yeah, this guy is not. And then he punishes her, not even for moral reasons. He gets really angry in that scene. Yeah, it doesn't and I, even... And I think some of that is built up because he like probably spent all day making this stupid model for his kid who didn't appreciate it and didn't do what he said. You know, he was like, do this thing, and she didn't, and kind of like flew it in his face. And he lost his cool, and I think that makes him a bad dad. <laughs> his love was awfully conditional. He's mm. like, he he. Well, he said, do like Ethan said, he, he's like, well, you played with the kids, and when you do nice things, I'm gonna do nice things for you. I'm only gonna, you know, yeah. care for you yeah. when you do things that I like. Right. Um, and yeah, not even moral things. It's just when you do things the way that I want you to do them, um, which is an ultimate sign of a bad dad. He did talk funny, though. <laughs> and I won't hear this anymore, Amy. I don't think you should be playing with imaginary friends. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. Was he a RKO announcer? <laughs> and here we see <laughs> the hydrogen bomb being lifted into the air and dropped from 40,000 feet. <laughs> Yikes. Yikes. <laughs> wow. Yikes. That's the oldest. <laughs> you are on fire today. Make sure to drink your Ovaltine, kids. Yeah, be sure to yeah, drink your <laughs> Ovaltine. No, I wanted, to, I wanted to go accurate. Ovaltine? <laughs> be sure to drink your Ovaltine? Son of a... This movie a. did come out in 1944, right around, you know, World War II. Yeah, it's at the height of World right War II, Right before it actually. ended. Yeah, right around it. Okay. All right. <laughs> I think he's a very hypocritical father because he Ooh. is playing imaginary with her sometimes uh. and gets upset with her when she doesn't understand the difference between imaginary and reality, even though he's the one who instilled that in her. Birthday he's, cake scene. Birthday cake scene. Oh, my gosh. Um, he's in his own fairyland building ships mm-hmm. as if they're like this important thing, and he's not playing with friends. He's building a ship by himself. Almost. Almost literally the scene before. He's like, no, this isn't a magical tree. Mm-hmm. Stop. I know I told believing. you that, but it's yeah, not. Yeah, it's like, but it's not. Heck, and then they have a, and then they bring out the birthday cake for her. And he's, he's like, make a wish. And she's like, but you said wishes don't come true. And he's like, I know what I said, idiot. Just Never mind what I said. <laughs> Blow out the candle. And there's a moment where um, they're like, playing what? cards. There's a moment where they're playing cards and he like is gazing off into the distance and his wife has to snap him out of it. She's like, you're daydreaming. And he's like, yeah, it was just somewhere else. So it's like he's it's projecting genetic. he's projecting some of his insecurities <gasps> over the think. things that he is um not is happy with really? himself onto his child and he's trying to fix them in her instead of but he has a ton of grace for himself when it happens. No patience. No grace for his child. He has no patience for his child. Yeah. What? <laughs> what? Just Caleb. Say bad dad. He's a he has a bad, bad dad. dad. I think so. Yeah. Have you did you guys ever have imaginary friends growing up? No, I didn't. And I, I mean, not that I can remember. I, my mom did tell me one time I was really into Pokemon as a kid. And she said I would sit for hours just looking at the, my poster that had all of them just on it. She's like, you would just sit and stare at that thing for hours. It's good art. I don't know what that's <laughs> about me, but I know she was concerned. <clears throat> she was, huh? Then <laughs> this was a never like... I don't know if you guys remember, people were really upset about Pokemon, really thought it was a devil. Sort of. So then she talked to the priest about it, the and priest. then took 
and destroyed all of my Pokemon stuff. No. No way. Oh, yeah. It definitely happened. I remember being some OG first editions. I remember being in first grade and my brother and I had been in bed for like an hour, an hour and a half. All of a sudden, like door knocks. My uncle comes in the room and he's like, hey, just got you guys these. Wanted to drop them off. And he just gave us a pack of Pokemon cards each. Oh, cool. Awesome. Those are the only Pokemon cards I ever had. Yeah, I never got into Pokemon. These are for you guys. Bye. And then he just left. Do you still have them? (laughs) I don't have them anymore. Oh, man. Shady deal. <laughs> Ivysaur was my was my prized possession. Uh, I had a holographic Gyarados that I traded for five other cards. It was nice. the lowest moment of my fifth grade career. <laughs> I, I had a Pete Rose card. But, so what? Uh, I didn't have Pokemon. <laughs> I had baseball cards. Oh, I had plenty of those too. You should. We should get ours together. Are you oh, just should. like that? Would be fun. Are you just over projecting your heterosexuality or? Like, uh, you, wow. Why do you think baseball is heterosexual? <laughs> Oh, I good thought you were going to say, why do you That's think a- I'm heterosexual? <laughs> I was like, whoa, what? <laughs> On the pod! For the record, I am straight. <laughs> In case we all it know that. to be said. <laughs> um, this movie. <laughs> okay, I got a question for you guys. Oh, yeah, we watched a movie. Oh, yeah. Go I ahead. Have, I have a question. Yeah. Go ahead. So we have the whole thing where she goes um, and finds the old lady in the house who... We find out... Wearing many diamonds. Wearing many diamonds. We find out probably had some accident and lost her memory and then doesn't remember her daughter, so she never believes her daughter. And her daughter lives in the house and takes care of her and wants so bad for her mother to recognize that she's her daughter. It's really sad. Um, in the first Cat People person movie, um, <laughs> that daughter... It's insinuated that she is also a cat person. Yes. Which begs the so question. So she's in the first movie, Barbara. Yeah, is. the first movie, briefly. Yeah. Which begs the question Was she a real person in that house? Or was she merely a ghost like Arena? Oh. I think the, the old lady was right in that it wasn't really her daughter. She doesn't exist. She's dead. So I think. Th- the whole time we're made to believe that this old woman's senile, but I think she was yeah. right all along. Which would mean that that was a ghost cat person. A, well, a ghost which woman. Which is a curse. I have no idea if this which woman a was a cat. curse of a cat person. Wow. Guys, come on. I, don't, I have no reason to believe that that woman is a cat. Well, this is my greatest evidence that she wasn't real. Uh, nobody was responsible for that woman's death. She... She should have been arrested or questioned or whatever, but they, was she even there? Right? No, she just because when it happens, she just slinks away, and it's like nobody was there but the kid and the old lady. And she's got no interactions with anyone else in the movie. So I throw uh, that. Well, she interacts with she the interacts with Edward, with the guy. Uh-huh. Yep. You think he's Edward, fake too? Edward's not real. You don't think they actually have a cook? No, I think he's, he's a ghost real. cook. Oh, he's just the only one who who encouraged her with the wishes. So he might have the ability to. Uh, he might be like the shining. He might be the person with the ability Ooh. to see, like Arena can. He shines. He shines. He shines. He has voodoo magic. Yeah, Shine. literally. Like I walked with a zombie. You Guys, walked with this a zombie. Is all a lot more than I thought it was. Okay. This is in, this was that we did talk about this kind of being a, a shining vibe uh, when a she was sleeping in the snow. Yeah. So maybe Stanley. Mr. So, Yelnats took a little bit from him. I mean, Mr. there is Yelnats. that moment at the end whenever he she calls for her friend and they like Merge. she's in the same person. Yeah. yeah. Almost like they're the same uh-huh. type of thing. Entity. They're kind of called upon, they're around. 
Yeah, it's really interesting. So what do you think he's well, doing with that there? Why even throw that in there? That scene? What's he trying to get across? Just the whole daughter-mother relationship and the fact that she might be a cat person and then they merge at the end. Like, what the heck is all that? Yeah, I found myself questioning like what the purpose of that scene was other than giving it more than uh, 60 minutes of film. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it depends on what... <sighs> this movie's like 70 minutes. Yeah, this long. is where it would have been interesting to watch the first one. Yeah. Um, maybe or before I watch this one is like... Right. I wonder if there's some kind of... If, if, if she in the first one is, um, is married but doesn't tell her husband her fears of if this happens, I could become this way or something. She does tell her husband those fears. Does he believe her? No. So that, yeah, I think if there's like Bad some thing. kind of, if, if it's, if the curse of the cat people, I don't know, I'm not sure what the curse is, but if it's understood people that never get someone to see their perspective or to be with them, hmm. um, then it makes sense that she would be there for Amy. Um, and to kind of the merging of the two because yeah. it feels like barbara till the last scene is quite cold yeah she is you feel like she's the be they vi the villain is she is, is she yeah. the daughter is she not is she crazy is she right mean or terrible um but then it's really sad if she's also just misunderstood and that's what i was gonna say they're both misunderstood like they're both kindred in that way yeah. i feel and i think that is the tie for sure because you have um the Amy's friend who's very warm, nice, present there. Mm -hmm. And then the, the other lady who seems cold. But then at the end when they merge together, it's almost like they're actually very similar. Yeah. Um, so I thought that, yeah, I thought that was interesting. I mean, she was going to straight up strangle this kid for about 3.5 seconds. Yeah. And then pulled her hands away. But so. then I think she realized. We're not so different, you and me, she said. Did you not remember she said that? No, she said it just like that. She said that. She said, hey, like hey kid, you and me, we ain't so different. She was Louis Armstrong with the... Hey, kid, you, you and me ain't so different, you see? <laughs> yeah, kid. <laughs> I'm not going to kill you today, see? I still think you're... Scram, little kid, scram. <laughs> Up to something. Oh, that, that voice, I love that voice. I don't know why. Uh, I gotta do the Charles did now, see? <laughs> I gotta do the I gotta rob a bank with my Tommy gun, see? <laughs> yeah, you do. Oh, that's funny, man. Oh, can we talk about, can we talk about the funniest moment of 2022 <laughs> when Amy was walking down the street, all kind of Pleasantville, you know, there's like a white picket fence, there's a kid with a stick just going tick, 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 tick. And she comes across him. She's like, hi. And he says, nah. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> nah. And he just walks. <laughs> just dismisses her. I was like, man, that kid is ruthless. <laughs> just that's the only response. That, she didn't even ask him, like, do you want to play? She was just like, hi. And he was like, nah. <laughs> And then after that, she goes to the girls playing the game, and they're like, we don't want to play with you. And to get her away, they go, look, a giraffe. And Amy turns and looks for two seconds. And then they run away. Like, I'll be honest. I, I, I've fallen for that one. I've fallen for <laughs> that fall one for big time. You've fallen for the whole giraffe trick. Yeah, yeah. 
I think my favorite kid to kid interaction is when she's trying to catch the butterfly and a boy comes up, Oh, I'll catch it for you, Amy. And he grabs it. And there's a shot of his palm opening and the butterfly's just in pieces. In pieces. Like 18 different pieces. Like, I didn't even know butterflies were made of glass. But I mean, you know. And then Amy did what she should have done. She slapped him in the face. Like, just slaps him on the side of the head. Like, I think that's the only show of aggression she has in it the was. whole movie. Yeah. Why do you think she cared so much about this butterfly? Do you think, well, we see later on at the parent-teacher conference or whatever, you know, it right. was her friend. She wanted to make a friend out of this butterfly. Right. Um, I don't know. Well, I think it, it was to signify, like, the importance of having a friend for her. And, I mean, she, uh, right before this scene, she was in the like a ring around the rosy type type game and she was just staring off into the and you know just beyond everything and they were like oh she's off daydreaming again and then she goes and chases a butterfly it just seems like she's so disconnected from human friends and then when she tries to connect with human friends they just ignore her and i think she's just like well why even try like why even try with these people because it's just like it's fruitless. It's stupid. Um, I'm not getting anything out of it. I know my parents really want me to have human friends, but I think it's just so much cooler and more interesting if the plants and the animals and the imaginary ghost cat people are my friends. So why not? You know, I found it interesting online. I read a review by someone who was autistic, and they said they very much related to Amy. Really? Yeah. Interesting. So okay. like, I don't know if that was a uh, intent of any one who made the movie, but I was just fascinated. But they were like, "Yeah, that's how I felt." Actually, it was quite like her. You know, if you if you do an Im- if you like roll it back and you do an inventory of kind of her facial expressions, she's fairly flat. Mm-hmm. You know, she doesn't she doesn't like emote a lot in the in the movie. She's very just kind of like. Yes, daddy. Yes, mommy. And just kind of very robotic. There's even a scene where she's like turning to look at something and she literally turns like a machine. Like she's just like. Like Kaylee Jolaz. You know, autism was first uh, (laughs) discovered and um, diagnosed in 1943. The year before this movie. Whoa, guys. It's why the movie was made. Anyways. uh, Anyways. A fun comment on that there. Like the child psychologists were. analyzing this movie and they're like she even does a half smile just like people with this uh autistic condition do sometimes and then wow the director heard that quote and he's like i wish i could say i was that brilliant but the fact of the matter is in a lot of those shots she had just lost a tooth so we couldn't show her smiling (laughs) 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 so i just told her to keep her mouth shut he's just like i can't in good conscience Say that was me. Uh, damn it. <laughs> good on good? him. Yeah. T- yeah. Good on him. I would have been like, yeah. yeah, I'm creative. Yeah. No, he's not. I wouldn't have taken credit for that. <laughs> you would have. You Thanks, would have. <laughs> um, I, I, the teacher was really nice, and I think the teacher understood yes. her. Okay, the teacher a is, a, is a good thing to bring up. Um, so what, 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 do you, what role do you feel the teacher played in this movie, Caleb? The teacher. Well, <laughs> at the what end of the movie, she, she played a more thing. important role. What, what um, do you feel like? Well, I think she had said, like, I study children. I know children. Yeah. So she was someone who, like, actually, I think, um, 
tried to understand Amy. Mm-hmm. Um, and even her, Amy's mom, too. So, but, you know, juxtaposed to the dad. Right. Like, he, like, didn't try to understand his daughter at all, just, like, tried to impose yes. uh, himself and his, like, ideas and beliefs on her. But yeah. uh, the teacher, I think, tried to understand her and advocate for her mm-hmm. a bit. That's um, what was great about the teacher. She didn't try to be like, I'm going to be the one to change Amy. She has enough understanding, and this is just stats and patterns, that most children are going to be most affected by their parents. Mm-hmm. And whatever bad habits they're going to get, it's going to be passed down from their parents. So she didn't try to change Amy. She tried to be nice to her in those moments, but she kept going to the parents like, uh, can you listen to me? Because you're going to jack your daughter up. She even says to the parents at one point, this is your fault. Yeah, yeah she, she straight really up called says it's out. your fault. Or, well, it was, it was nicer than that. She was like, "I have you considered that this could possibly be, you know, something that you are doing or that this mm-hmm. is on your end as well? And I think I think that the that, that scene by the fire did a really good job because it was like, you know, movies movies can serve a deeper purpose than I think than just entertainment. And I think there was there was something going on behind the scenes here that it was like that moment was like for any adults who are watching this who have a kid who's dealing with this. Here is here is like the surrogate psychologist who's, yeah. p- who's playing the teacher. And here's the surrogate adult who's like, I think I know everything. And she's like, yeah, but you don't. And I'm with kids all the time. Mm-hmm. And in that moment, he kind of calms down and he's like, so what should I be doing? And mm. like, what, what what am I doing wrong? And what could, be-? and I think there was like, a, that that whole thing was a moment for the viewer. And it was a really cool way of explaining kind of what was going on with that kid. Yeah, I mean, she's the one that tells him, like, you need to offer her friendship mm. instead mm. of be this domineering presence in her life that tells her what to do and it's your way or the highway, but you need to be a friend to her. Right. I was like, wow, jeez. Yeah. It is interesting that he, he said this came out of the producer because he also is a writer on these movies. Um came out of his own troubles as a dad and realizing some things he was doing wrong. So he put that in a movie to help other people. I love, I that. love that. I love that. Yep. Okay. Yep. So that was so that was the the bit you talked about earlier where he kind of put his own thing in. Yeah, that and he was from the area where Sleepy Hollow was from mm-hmm. uh, as a kid, so that's the Sleepy Hollow stuff. Apparently the uh, imaginary post office thing with the birthday invitations, that's something he did as a kid. Really? Yeah. Funny. Okay. Where he thought this imaginary post office would deliver everything. Um, so he put the letters in there and then no one came to his birthday party. And I think I think there's like, obviously there's some over the topness with the parents reaction to, to the imaginary friend. But I think that's what the movie is doing. It's going over the top on purpose to kind of drive the point home that some of these parents can be really frustrated with some of their kids' behaviors or they don't understand why they're doing something. And so they get angry and aggressive. And sometimes by going over the top, you really get to see how that plays out. And maybe not the average parent is going to get that like angry at their child for having like this thing go on. Mm. But I think, I think there was a purposefulness to the severity of what we were seeing. Um, yeah, I don't know. Just some thoughts. Sneaky Christmas movie too, guys. Oh, yeah, yeah it's a Christmas is very movie. A, I was like, oh wow, this is very much a Jared Christmas movie where it's Christmas for hey, thirty now, seconds. Hey, now if there's Christmas for thirty, 30 seconds, seconds, 
It's a good Christmas movie. Right, right. <laughs> Caleb's over there. Are you thinking? Oh, uh, what, what are you thinking about, dude? Like, what's going on in your brain? Man, so much is going on in my brain. Are you okay, bud? Yeah, let me tell you. Okay, tell us. So, Here. this Christmas scene yeah. had carolers. Yeah. Singing, what were they Something singing? Something about the shepherds. Well, dun, one, dun, I love that song. Dun, dun, shepherds dun, while you dun, slumber. Dun, 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 no, the the Something song like they were singing right at the beginning was it? It wasn't God Rest You Merry Gentlemen. It was. It came upon a midnight clear. Great song. Okay. Yep. It came upon a midnight beer. Oh, Budweiser, oh, baby. Please stop. Okay. Um, <laughs> what was your point? What? The? No. <laughs> Budweiser, baby. Budweiser, baby. <laughs> um, no, I just thought it it, it eluded great Christmas vibes. Um, and it did something similar that It's a Wonderful Life did, and it had the, I don't know, the wind. It had wind noise that I think is the coziest sound. <laughs> um, but yeah. They had a lot of that. I, in part of me was like, man, this would be a great movie to watch on Christmas, because just for that one scene. Hmm. You know, you got carolers in the small town, and you, hey, come on in for some more sale. And you have the butler drop some wassail or some hot drink, mm-hmm. and, and you sit around the piano and you just sing Christmas carols. And that's, you I know, think, one of. Who hasn't lost a kid during Christmas? Yeah, and then either, your daughter you know? sneaks outside to give a gift to Arena. <laughs> you know, who hasn't lost a child in the snowstorm? Hey, you know. That was after Whatever Christmas. it takes for a cozy Christmas <laughs> celebration. <laughs> Um, Involving the cops and some yeah. hounds. <laughs> oh, now, here's a question. Do you guys yeah. open Christmas gifts on Christmas Eve or Ooh. Christmas Day? Because that girl that got really made Amy feel bad because they opened gifts on Christmas Day. That was Day. a great moment, She's like, too, because she was like, we open them on Christmas Eve. And then she walks away. It's more and, pure. And Amy just more shrugs. More She's just like, whatever. Yeah, Amy's just like, I guess we're not a proper family. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's more proper. <laughs> Which, I mean... Who wants oh. to be a proper family? Though? Okay, so I, I didn't used to do it. I didn't used to do it, but we, uh, at some point, started opening one on Christmas Eve, which I've heard of before. Um, what did you do? We do everything Christmas Eve. Everything? We, we have dinner Christmas Eve. Whoa. We do gifts and the whole celebration Whoa. Christmas Eve. And then Christmas morning, we kind of just hang out. Maybe, you know, when we were kids, did stockings. But, um, grief. You know, it's, but, you know, part of that is because Christmas morning, we would go to church that's when our church service was some people do christmas we'd have Eve a church ton of family stuff yeah. but we had church services christmas morning and so yeah. we were like oh let's just do everything christmas eve and then go to church um christmas morning but i don't know so i always thought that was the norm but when people are like yeah we do it christmas morning i was like Ethan, Whoa. what'd you guys do strange uh so so i have a one of my uh so okay let me get this right my dad's youngest brother married my mom's youngest sister <laughs> So that's we, great. So we <laughs> we do Christmas Eve with them, okay, and we get each other gifts and we hang out. We just and it's not it's pretty casual, yeah. Um, but then uh, Christmas morning is just our the immediate family. We'll do we'll kind of just stay in our PJs, open gifts, and have breakfast and kind of relax till um, about four p.m. We have Christmas dinner at what well, we did at my grandparents' house. Um, and then we really d- we really quit doing gifts with them. We don't really do gifts past the immediate family, really. Okay. Because um, f- almost the 2016, I think I had a cousin get in a car wreck and die right before Christmas. And so we just like, wow. gifts just lost all significance, mm. really. 
So ever yeah. since we just hang out, we don't really do gifts, but so it's actually quite nice. We save a lot of money not having to buy every single person in the family gifts. Yep. And even when we get each other gifts, it's not, it's a lot of, often we'll just like go ahead on a really nice gift for my mom or something. So we're not spending tons of money, but we're, we are doing something special. So it's more, it's more quaint and special now, I guess. That's cool. That's cool. Well, when I was a kid, we would do the one gift Christmas Eve and then everything else Christmas Day. Now that family's older, it's kind of all over the place, depending on everyone's schedules and so married and things. The one thing we do continue to do is on Christmas Day, we have something that we call Elfie time, which is where we go out uh, near the street, a uh, street with trees, and we'll all <laughs> dress up in our elf clothes and have the fun little hats and bells on our shoes, and we'll just we'll just jump out from behind the trees and try to scare oncoming cars and be like, Elfie time! Elfie time! Oh. Oh my god! I don't believe that. <laughs> that sounds like such a dangerous thing to do. It's insane, <laughs> right? Insane. That is, there's no way. Yeah, I don't believe it either. All three of us. Go <laughs> ahead. Is it real? Sure. Why not? Hey, no, it's I'll, not. I'll, You're hey, a liar. If that's something that you want to pretend <laughs> and and uh, believe in, then hey, Jared, Ooh. really cool tradition. Caleb just caught Caleb the theme of the movie, dad. and I think that's that's the perfect. That bow. makes that's, me that's a rad wow. dad. Who's next? You know, I thought with this was only going to be a half hour long. We doubled it. Way to go, guys! Really? Um, Curse of the cat yeah. people. We were talking about an hour. Of the Almost. Yeah. Yeah. Holy I mean, a, por- a, a portion of that is uh, Austin getting a house, but you know, hey, congrats to Austin. Sarah, you guys are homeowners. Hillcrest. Okay, so who is next with their cats? It should be Caleb. Is it me? It should be Caleb. I haven't made a pick Unless it's Ricky, but he ain't here. Ethan, do you have a cat movie yet? I do. I say we go straight to Hasso then. Straight to Hasso. Let's do it. It's not... Order be damned. Let's go. Cinema Cats round two. What's a cat going to be? A lion, a tiger, a house cat, a tamarind, a, oh, a, a lynx, bobcat, a lynx. Oh, I'm so excited. We are going to watch a movie <laughs> yes. called okay. Children of Men. Whoa. Whoa. There's what? a cat in Children of Men? I have seen Children Three of Men. Three cats? I have seen Children of Men. Come on, man. There are 100% cats in there. It is not a cat movie. But it might actually be. <laughs> How many, there's probably going to be more screen time of cats than in the movie you just picked, Eric. Right, Eric. That's fair. That's that, fair. Yeah. Anyone, That's fair. anyone can pick any movie where a cat's on screen for 10 seconds look, and have look, more look. cat screen time I have, than you had. Look, yep. I have said this in the pod. I thought this was the first one. <laughs> I made a mistake. The first one had so many cats in it. What are you doing, Caleb? What's wrong, Caleb? Don't just. What's wrong, Caleb? I made a New Year's resolution not to bite my nails, and I started biting them. And Ethan, okay, we didn't need to that. Keep well, you asked. <laughs> you asked. <laughs> hey, okay, it, it's important. Okay, so children of men, children of men. I mean, we're taking this pretty liberally, I guess. Is that the part where he's in the house with Michael Caine or something like that? There, there's one of them. Yeah. Oh, this is like if I picked the Matrix for cats. Hey. Ow. I, it one <laughs> scene. It had just as many scenes as this. Okay, Eric. I guess I'll just no. 
pick a different one and so you're allowed no, to pick I no so you're just, not guilt me so I yes guess I'll just, pick a different movie i guess i'll just wait wait i don't want to watch you're big, allowed to pick a movie with four seconds of cat and ethan's not allowed to pick one with 12 i'm just a big dumb idiot who doesn't know how to pick a movie that has cats in it very well yes I guess. pick a different movie i've been meaning to watch children of man actually uh chivo uh emmanuel lebeski was a cinematographer uh has these really great um, long takes, and so I'm excited to see it. It's on my watch list. One of the one of the more famous I'm not changing my movie, Eric. You're gonna watch it. And you're gonna like it. One of the more famous uh, oneers, which yeah, was kind car. of edited. Yeah, yeah, but very masterfully edited. Yeah, it was edited. It was you know it. It was edited. no, it wasn't. Yeah, it was. I've seen a breakdown. <clears throat> I've seen a breakdown too. They're yeah, like, they cut a hole in the, the roof. Point they cut a hole in the roof. Edited. Um, no, w- I understand that part. Anyway, WB, okay, if you're... Let's save it for next week. Yeah, Obviously, WB. Eric, there is a lot to talk about with this movie. Warner okay. Brothers, if you're listening, I wanted to let you know I wrote a screenplay. It's uh, it's uh, called Children of Cats. It's a sequel to Cats. I think you should pick it up. Get Tom Hooper right, to direct. Guys. I think it'd be great. Thank you so uh, much Angelical, for coming. Angelical choice. Will be brand appreciate new. it. Love you guys. Love you guys. Goodbye. It was great. Uh, we'll see you next time with Children of Men. Stay cursed, cat people. Bye. Meow. <laughs> and here we have it once again. <laughs>